On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we're going to talk about season three, episode 15. Are you part of the great resignation? Consider a career in maggot wrangling. Did you know that chloroform is not a party drug? And earprints are the new fingerprints. And finally, cheers to Bella. All right. Cheers. Let's do this. podcast we're going to talk about season three episode 15 time is on my side i'm diana i'm liz i swear i'm not shooting anybody right now <sighs> oh. uh, how are you doing fine how are you we're counting down we're we gonna are. be at us uh, the uh plano supernatural convention this weekend uh, so as if you if you tuned into last week's episode, we revealed that Richard Spate is not attending. I knew mm. that because my auction my auction got canceled in the middle of it. And so we broke the news first, although it came out afterwards because we you know, posted us a couple of days, yeah. but whatever. So he's not attending. But we are having doing the meet and greet with Rob Benedict, and I'm very, very mm-hmm. excited. Um, and really, I want to talk to him because Rob and Rich are mm. starting a, a, a. I'm basically going to say they're going to be our nemesis, right? Yeah, they're going to be our they, arch. They, cop, they ripped off our our model. They're fucking copying us, and they're doing a rewatch uh, podcast of Supernatural, and they're probably going to be bringing on like all their fancy people they know. Like yeah. I know Jensen and Jared are already on some of the first episodes, so yeah. yeah I mean, that's cool and all, but I mean, you don't have Diana or Liz or mm-hmm. Lore or Peggy. Like, we have fucking mm-hmm. Peggy. Peggy yeah. is coming to the con on Sunday, guys. So, yes. uh, if you want your picture with Peggy in her new supernatural hoodie, yeah, <laughs> yeah come find come, us. come get your picture and get a sticker. Boom. Yep. Boom. Get a picture with Peggy and you get a sticker that's like winning the lottery. I don't know what else you want. Sure. So yeah, what else you been up to? Um, I haven't left my house in yeah. a week because okay. of uh, things stuff. Yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, so I did have a friend come over and we played. Uh, Disney made a card game version of the Haunted Mansion, oh. which is fun, but. Um, it was really complicated to learn. So I think I can go back and do it again. But they have all the like little cards of like all the little ghosts that hang out. But this seems very like much oriented to those people who play like magic or like oh. I play card games with other people. Like this, I guess it's a trend of like I don't know, whatever these kids today. Uh and then we played Scrabble, and of course I went because I I'm love Scrabble. Nerd. I love Scrabble so much. I also I I can bring Scrabble this weekend if you want to, Diana. Mm. I have I have that coming too. Um, but anyways, yeah. So that is pretty much it. Uh, beyond that, uh, the work's just kicking my ass, and I'm just making bizarre videos. Um, 
somebody from my work asked me if what some of the things they were they were putting on social media, like, can I call you a goth? Yes, you got it. And ask I'm that. like, amazing. Um, wow. yeah. I mean, I just recorded a video holding a crystal ball in front of a fireplace with like burning cats in it. Pretty sure you can call me a goth. And like, mainly because I'm like, also, I'm not going to educate you in punk rock subculture. And that's going to take a while if we can talk to you about all the categories of the subcultures that I can fit into. Because it's a lot. But I'm just a well-versed, I'm just a subcultural. Like, eh. yeah, yeah, it it overlaps. A lot of overlap. Uh, Yeah, I, uh, I feel like I was supposed to have a lot of things going on that I haven't. We had a Got to hang out at the car club this weekend and getting ready to go to Tulsa in a few weeks for a car show up there. And uh, my husband is quite happy. Babe is happy with how football has gone so far. And while we are in traipsing about the Supernatural Convention in Plano on Sunday, he will be deeply entrenched in football playoffs. Well, I did realize as I was trying to book a trip and I did book a trip, uh, the reason why a lot of hotels, especially in California, were expensive was it's a Super Bowl weekend, which I should have known for other yeah. reasons, not because I follow sports ball, just because it's a thing. Um, it's a but- major cultural event in America. It is. And, but I am very excited that I will be, uh, I think I will be in Las Vegas that weekend, uh, not running around doing crazy stuff. No. Uh, but I do have a new superb owl t-shirt that I'm very excited to wear, which is really, and I will, I I think that should be like everyone's new, like ritual on Super Bowl Sunday. You watch the superb owl episode of what we do in the shadows. I like like it. mm -hmm. It's a good one. And the puppy bowl. Yeah. What are you drinking tonight? I am drinking because uh, I have I can't drink that much of the stupid big day tomorrow. But um, I am drinking a Mexican style chocolate stout Ooh. called Chocmool from Independence. And mm. I don't know if you can see on the can, but it has a super cute. Uh, it's adorable. Aztec. It's, it's not like an Aztec Jaguar. It's, a, it's like an Aztec Jaguar that's really stylized, and I'm sure it probably re- represents some Aztec god that I don't know of. But he's yeah. super cute. He's like just a drunk little tiger on there, and I love it. And it's yeah. actually quite tasty. Nice. I'm having I'm having some Pedernales Tempranillo. Ooh, mm. fancy Texas wine. It's nice. I hadn't had this before. I've had other Tempranillos from Texas yeah. and I've had Pedernales wine, but I haven't had this specific one. So yeah. Yeah, Tempran- to open today. we got, we, we drank way too much at the house on Sunday. It was like football dangerous while the husband was watching that. And I was doing stuff around the house. Was- yeah. And, and watching this episode. So oh, Diana yeah. so was my- <laughs> really drunk when she watched this episode. Not when Sunday. I started it, but when I finished it, cause I paused it, you know, and I got distracted and then I came back, we decided to start making Orange, it's like a, it's basically a French 75, but with orange juice. Anyways, it, it was gin, orange juice, and champagne. That's what we were drinking. That sounds tasty, but it was delicious. But also, like, I would get really sick from that. We went, I was in bed by 8 30 at night. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fine though. I slept, I slept long, long hours on Sunday night, which. I guess that was good for me. So yeah. So let's talk about time is on my side and see if I can read my notes. 
All right. And so this is season three, episode 15. It first aired May 8th, 2008. It was directed by Charles Beeson. Um, his previous episodes were uh, included Playthings and Roadkill and Sin City. And I'm not sure if I mentioned it last time, but the Winchester Family Business website, it's a blog on Supernatural. They have a really good tribute to him on there. So if you go to www.thewinchesterfamilybusiness.com, um, they have really great uh, shots and stuff of like all the episodes episodes he directed and along with some interesting information in there. So I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, and this was written by uh, Sarah Gamble again. Um, and uh, Diana is going to have a field day with all the IMDb stuff in this because we had a lot of people. They shoved a bunch of shit in this episode, right? Like, and I probably missed some too because I'm also picking highlights of things that stand out to me or just her legacy things. But I did my I, I, I did put some effort in here. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, hmm. Overall, I was like, I did. I knew I didn't want to watch this episode, and I thought it was because of of the the monster, but it wasn't. And I I think this episode was actually pretty traumatic. Like it traumatized me. Like by the it was like, oh fuck, this episode really fucks me up. So um, really, when we get down to time with us. And Diana was like way too drunk to realize what was you know. Yeah, <laughs> I was. was so upsetting. I was. Yes. So we start off in Erie, Pennsylvania, because of course we do. Um, wasn't that the name of a show a long time ago? Anyways, there's no, it was not. It was, it was, there is a place called Erie, Pennsylvania, oh, I know that. but I know there was, city. I think there was an Erie, Indiana. Maybe that's what it was. Didn't that sound familiar as a TV show like forever ago? Anyways, sorry. Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, we've got two plastic surgeons leaving the hospital and talking after about their long day. And one of the quotes that stood out was staying young is a brutal business. Yeah. That guy was a douche. Total fuck. I mean, I guess like he's a plastic surgeon. What do you expect? But he's a fucking douche. Uh, and so one of the guys by himself get in his car um, and there's some creepy dude in a trench coat sneaking up behind him, shoves him in his trunk and grabs his keys. Okay. So I had to look something up. I was like, what year was this? Because this is 2008. That mm-hmm. looked like a fairly new car because he's a plastic they trunk, surgeon. They have, they have rear trunk releases yeah. now. And I was or you like, can get when, into the backseat. I the was like, when did this happen? And <laughs> so the Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standard uh, number 401 internal trunk release requires all new passenger cars yeah. with trunks be equipped with a release latch inside the trunk compartment beginning September 1st, 2001. Yeah. So you can't get you can't, after two thousand and one. If a car was made after two thousand one, you cannot get stuck in the trunk. Yeah, and it's really sad because during the summer of nineteen ninety eight, eleven children died while they when they oh. inadvertently trapped themselves in the trunk of a car. That's sad and scary. And I'm like, that's like, was that eleven separate incidents or like were there eleven children that piled in one? That's a lot of fucking kids. Like that's a, <gasps> that's a lot of Sorry. stupid children. And like, why oh. was like. Why was it the summer of 1998? Like there wasn't like TikTok to like give you like Dumb a challenge to thing. Do some stupid I shit. mean, I guess like you know, AO, like maybe like it was an, on an AOL or IRC chat or something where they're like, yeah, go get in the trunk of your car, yeah, and no. then like, but and th- I just think that's an abnormally high number of children to die. It does in the seem trunk like a large a number. It does seem like a large number. It's a sad number, no matter what. But it's sad. Mm, but I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. what, what the hell happened to the summer of 98? So we've established that this is a completely unrealistic scenario yep. that this guy just got stuck in his own fancy car trunk, right? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. It's dumb. But he was Anyways. a douche. So maybe he was just really stupid and didn't understand how things so, work. 
Well, then we cut to him stumbling into an ER, like a different, like not like his office building, like an ER looking building. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. I just thought the nurse was a bitch. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I was like, why don't they like, you know this doctor. Well, that's bitch. a surprise. He wasn't like, I am so and so from. Well, he doesn't talk at yeah. all. He is just silent and holding his stomach and like, but he's wearing the trench coat now or something and like naked. And he's like stumbling in and she's like, you don't have to be shy. I've seen it all. And then he opens his coat and they all start screaming, both him and her are screaming a lot and my well, comment and was, my my cocktail comment was i guess she hasn't seen that yeah no i also said that and i wasn't i wasn't drunk uh, but um so but i also want to note there was a very nice plopping sound because i was like judging by the plopping sound in her scream she hadn't seen that yeah so we cut to <laughs> our winchester brothers um throwing holy water on a tied up demon sitting in a devil's trap and I'm just going to jump ahead for a second. They're, first, they're trying to find out who has Dean's contract, right? And then the demon's like, I'm more scared of that demon than I am of you guys. So sorry, motherfuckers. This demon has the best fucking teeth. He <laughs> this, was gorgeous. Like, he was a gorgeous teeth demon. Were, um, he had the best, like, his teeth were, like, I know he was a very handsome man, but his teeth were on. I was like, anyways. So uh, that just for reference and to give credit where credit is due, this is Adrian, uh, Adrian Holmes. Um, he is in, um, he's an ongoing character in the TV show Arrow. He's been in a couple episodes of Letterkenny and he's been in other episodes of Supernatural. He was in, um, he had bit roles in both uh, the TV series V, the newer one, not the old miniseries and Fringe. And, and you're not saying that the, the big one, you just, you don't want to admit that it's a thing. Uh, the one that you said, yeah, that I emailed you about this yeah. guy is playing Philip Banks in the new version of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And it's, it's very not exciting. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It's just Bel-Air because they're Bel-Air, ruining it and whatever. taking all the comedy out of it. They well, decided to make it a, a, a social commentary drama on a story that hilarious. was an uplifting comedy. No, it's not supposed to be. No, it still looks hilarious. <laughs> like, I know it's not supposed to be. It was so the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was amazing. This looks terrible. Anyway, it was not a good show. It was I not- loved it. I mean, yeah, I watched all of it because that was like my era. At the same time, it was not a it was not a well written show. It's a a really shitty sitcom. And they are taking it so seriously. And all the lines are so intense. And it looks I'm gonna just die laughing the entire time. And like, of course, especially like you are the fresh prince. Like, (laughs) oh, it's gonna be so good. Oh my gosh. So ridiculous. So either way, the demon won't talk. So Sam does the exorcism and we find out that Dean had to go bury the body. So poor, poor hot demon died because the body didn't survive the exorcism. And uh, Sam asks Dean if he remembers what they saw in the news. Yeah. So drug notes, you forgot some things. Okay. So um, one thing about this that's really important is that the demon also knows who he is. So this is again one elevating like the winchesters are getting fucking famous like everyone right. knows who they are and um yeah so it's I, I just thought that was important um and he was like i'll be waiting for you with a few pals who are dying for a nice little meet and greet with dean winchester and so i'm like oh like all these demons so they get sent back is it like when a cop goes to prison and like they're just all gonna be yeah. waiting for him and hell and like going to get on it but anyways also, so, yeah so the meat suit died which was sad so yeah go on 
And so Sam's asking Dean if he remembers the news um, that from earlier. And Dean's like, well, a stripper suffocates dude with thighs. No, that wasn't what Sam was referring to. Um, apparently, a guy showed up in the ER with his stomach and liver ripped out. And he was covered in bloody fingerprints of a guy who died in 1981. And so he's like, was it like Walking Dead? And Dean comments, zombies do like the other other white meat. Well, and um, so he also made a D made a David Caruso reference, and I had to look that up because I was like, I don't get this, and I always feel weird when I don't get a pop culture reference. And that was CSI Miami, which oh, yeah. was timely okay. at the time. I was like, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Um, but also, want to know, like, so okay, they have like this idea. This is a guy who died in 1981, and they're like, well, is it a you know why is zombie like your first instinct? Because it was missing it's a like weird, a very liver. weird comment. But like, so like why would that would the zombies eat livers now i mean like that seems like, like very particular yeah. eating for a zombie zombies usually are either after brains or just any part of your body not oh, i'm gonna yeah. target i'm in the mood for some fucking liver pate tonight you know like, yeah, like was it a discerning zombie i don't know it just seems like a weird conclusion to jump to with everything they know i mean yeah. like demons would make more sense that you know than that um even a vamp would make more sense like werewolves taking the hearts out like i don't know i was just like this seems odd yeah, but and, we also but we do learn at this point that Dean's got three weeks left on his contract. Yeah, yeah. and so of course he wants to go hunt zombies because right. Well, you know, that sounds like a fun thing. So they're at the yeah. So they're like, fuck it, let's go check this out. And so they go to the morgue and they're asking like this this <laughs> doctor, the medical examiner, whatever he is, like about Porter. like yeah. Dep depending on how your jurisdiction defines them, not everybody has a coroner. According to the transcript, it was a coroner. Okay, well, I, IMDb <laughs> just called it a doctor. It was because I had to look up because I was like, "What is he?" Yeah, there. So, and they're like asking him though about like teeth marks, and he's like, uh, "Are y'all morons?" And did you read my report? <laughs> like he's like really not like entertained. He is, he is so. Like he's like, "Who the fuck are you guys asking these stupid ass questions?" That's really what his attitude is. Yeah, just like he just calls him stupid, and it's just like I was like, you are living your best life, sir. Like, he's like, no, he's here. like, no, the liver was surgically removed, and can you please go away? And he literally <laughs> says, please go away. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the brothers are talking about. They're like, uh, so not a zombie, and we get another good line. Dean's got some good ones in this episode. Yeah. So it's a zombie with skills, Doctor Quinn, medicine zombie. <laughs> I'd watch that show. Anyway, so um, Sam Sam wants to go look for survivors of organ theft now. That's his new thing since he's like, well, maybe it's not zombies. Maybe there's something else going on. And it makes sense. I mean, like, it was like, oh, hey, this guy wasn't dead, right? Right. Why are we looking for dead people when we well, this guy died? But I mean, yeah. like, he came in alive, so. Yeah. So they meet with another guy in the hospital whose kidney was stolen, which is upsetting. Or you can feel like it, it kept confusing me when they would come to these things that they're not people I know. Like, so when they first went to this guy in the bed, it was like, wait, is that Dr. Douche? Isn't he dead? And then I was like, oh, no, it's another one. And so I don't know if it's just because, like, I just didn't know who those well, characters it's like a, were. It's, a, it's just a generic, you know, generic brunette dude. Like, there's not a lot of discerning character features. Another mediocre, they like, aren't giving I can't us tell any the background. difference between the mediocre white dudes. <laughs> like, well, there's uh, not like we've got no background, the and they're just throw, and like and they're ill. So like people don't look right when they're ill or you know sick or whatever. Fuck you know sitting in the hospital. So it's kind of odd. Um, I do agree. Like sometimes it's kind of like wait a minute, who who are we talking to now? Like it's a little bit of a jump. When the guy tells the story about how. Um, at basically long story short was that he woke up screaming in a bathtub full of ice 
Yeah. So it has okay, no real pause. memory of what else happened. Yeah. yeah. So um one, we also got another. I already told this to the other detectives, and I just yeah. want to say, Sarah, stop. Like we keep this is this happened literally in last week's episode. Yeah. Um, I get that this is like in real life. Yeah, that would probably be the reaction, but it reminds me of all the times on Law and Order SVU when the victims don't want to testify and they do that like every week. And it's like, yeah, I get it that that could be reality, but it's right. not good television for you to keep doing this over and over again. Like. Please, like we know they're fake cops. Come on now. Like, yeah, we, we you know, know this guy is done it. Um I'm sure they're just trying to illustrate why people actually talk to them. But at the same time, like if you think something really fucked up happened to you, aren't you gonna like tell every you're gonna be like, no, somebody solved this shit. I will tell everybody what happened yeah. so you can solve this fucking shit yeah. that happened to me. People somebody stole complain. my fucking kidney. Yeah. People complain when cops don't go in and investigate things. Yeah. They don't complain because cops, unless you're guilty, that cops are asking too many questions about who went in and cut yeah. your kidney out. I'm so tired uh, of telling the, my story to the police who are thoroughly investigating this serious case this against that happened to me. Fuck, man. Yeah. So anyways, also, um, so guy waking up in a bathtub full of ice, that's a Ooh. fucking urban legend. Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to be some time for some lore. Any lore. Lore. All right. So this is an urban legend that I think most of us are familiar with, right? Usually it goes something like, Guy goes drinking. He wakes up at a hotel in a bathtub full of ice with a note taped to him to go to a hospital. And, his, and then you find out that his kidney has been removed. Um, according to OMG Facts, which I'm sure is a very authenticated, well-peer-reviewed uh, website, um, the organ theft legend became popular through email chains in the 90s with headlines like travelers beware. And then your older relative would read it and they would freak out and they would send it to you in a chain letter and then to all your other friends. And then you, they'd be, then your aunt would call you and be like, oh my God, did you like, why are you traveling anymore? They're taking organs. So like, this was the original like Facebook and WhatsApp chains of like this kids, like, you don't know this shit used to come through your email mm -hmm. and like, you had to be like, stop mom. This isn't, Stop forwarding this shit. You know, yeah. you know, this isn't true. Right. Um, but like it got so like, this is one of those urban legends that took off like so fucking bad that um, in New Orleans in the late 90s, uh, there was rumors going around that tourists were being drugs and drugged and having their organs harvested. And so the police actually had to release a statement to the public being like, nah, this is not true. Like, this is not happening, guys. Calm the fuck down. They're just in on it. They're just in on it. They're going to in on it. Yeah, they're going to take that. And but you have to go to the pizza place and order it. And then like then you get the the liver mm. in your pizza box. So that's where like the children were first. Like they were actually organs. They're like, oh, we got caught on to this. And now we have to like sing children IKEA furniture. Uh, so but it also like this urban the, the legend was not only limited to the United States. Um, and I think I think it's also interesting about this too when you think about it spread. And we talked about this a little bit um, on some other urban legends is how like fast this stuff spreads once we get the internet and email and we're able to like spread it out and like so how much mm -hmm. farther it goes and shit got bad um 
it went down to Latin America and um, Guatemalans thought that American tourists were like traveling down there to kidnap children and steal their organs. And then mm. an eight, a woman's eight-year-old child went missing and she accused this woman from Alaska named June Weinstock of kidnapping her. She was June was stabbed and beaten so badly that she ended up in a coma with broken arms and a fractured skull and U.S. Marines guarding her hotel room. Oh, my God. And then they found the kid. But like that is Oopsie. how, yeah, that is, but that's how much this like urban legend was believable, right? There is no like basis in that. And granted, there is a huge black market for organs. And mm-hmm. yes, sometimes organs are stolen, but usually it's, it's usually people buying them from other people and then selling them illegally because the transplant lists suck and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so so like saying like I saying I decided I wanted to like sell one of my kidneys or part of my liver on the black market. You can't that would sell be- it. You can't sell it. You can donate your you can don't <laughs> this Hold is on. actually not this is something <laughs> I know. I'm sure you can. No, you can. It's illegal though. Well yeah. So yeah. Um so, so I'm sure I, I like if I wanted to illegally sell <laughs> I'm just kidding. there are no but there are backdoor deals where people go in and they will sell because the transplant list is awful like it's and it's not you know it's not the people who are running that it's you know you people who won't donate your fucking organs sign a goddamn donor card you're dead you don't don't need that shit i don't don't think anybody wants my liver um but well that's true no i mean you could try and take my my, or my lungs man yeah probably don't want most i'm like what bar like my skin though (laughs) my skin is great for research yeah i have like and it is the largest organ of the of the body so you can totally Mm -hmm. have my skin do you all do you want to use it to learn how to tattoo that's fine but you're gonna have to find a spot and there's not a lot of it so um but there's a lot you are welcome to do studies on any part of my corpse Okay. Whatever you want to, you want to put party hats on me and dance around. That is to your taxidermied body. No. Oh my god! I saw the best taxidermy thing last night. I'll have to send it to you, Doctor. (sighs) Oh man, it was so good. It was this like commercial from the nineties where this guy had the taxidermy going by. I don't know. I had to. I had to find it. It It's so good. Well, either way, so it is illegal to sell your organs on the black market or to purchase organs on the black market. Pretty much anything that involves the word black market is. (laughs) going to be illegal so it is illegal to sell or purchase human organs period that is straight up yes that is not legal just in case you weren't sure i mean you cannot buy this episode talks a lot about it so we're being really clear and it's also legal to just steal someone's organs (laughs) it is also illegal to chloroform somebody surgically cut out their organs Mm -hmm. and and then use them for yourself that is also illegal I'm just just, just, so I, hey, you know, just establishing a baseline of fact. We do not represent lawyers. <laughs> consult, consult. I'm like, I feel like at my job. Nothing on, your, no, nothing, on, nothing, on this, nothing on this show should be construed as legal advice ever. Or medical advice, or <laughs> no. food advice, life no. advice. Like no. pretty much don't take any advice <laughs> from either of us. That mm. is pretty much a good rule. It's for, for okay. entertainment purposes only. There okay. we go. So that was many yeah. lore moving on. And we many actually lore. got we got so many yeah. of these coming up. All right. all right. So um Sam's talking about how this guy's incision was just sewed up with uh with silk, which was used in the early 19th century. 
And then they would also use maggots to heal the infection. Okay. So yeah. I told you lots of mini Lorbus one. So <laughs> basically Sam says, okay, uh, so Mr. Gig I have haha Mr. Giggles, and I don't remember what that is referencing. I think maybe Dean calls Sam Mr. Giggles. I don't know. I just have haha Mr. Giggles. Um well, right, right here is Sam uh, Dean says ganked, and I just knew you'd be upset about that too. I actually don't have that marked in here. All right. So Sam says silk used to be the suture of choice back in the early 19th century. It was really problematic. Patients would get massive infections. The death rate was insane. I don't think that's entirely accurate, just because there are a lot of reasons for infections beyond right. like. You 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 use dirty scalpels, you know, like you were eating lunch over people, like you know, just you were licking wounds. Like there were all sorts of things that were happening during this time that just weren't sanitary. So right. that yes, weren't, that couldn't be totally blamed on the suture material. Yeah, so it is a biological material. So um, this can absorb bodily fluids and be a foci. So obviously, this is a quote from from um, somebody's way smarter than me. Um, but- um, so you can have that, but that's probably not the main reason. But fun fact, uh, the founder of gynecology, I did not know there was someone who found a gynecology. Like, okay. did he just decide, like, I want to look at badges? Like, how do you become Thank the you. founder? Thank, Thank you, you and fuck you. <laughs> yeah, both like, so that speculum is what you went with? Cool. Okay. Um, anyway, so, but they are the one who invented the use of silver wire, which is antibacterial for sutures instead of the silk threads. Today, most sutures are synthetic, yeah. um, but there actually has been an uptick in using more genetic materials. And biological um, stuff because but, it, it dissolves or it absorbs and it heals yeah, better, Yeah, right? it's better for you, but it's generally, it's usually it's being done in a lab or there are other things also we're just not lacing it with, with other infected things when we put it in. Right. It's sanitary um, is what you're saying. Yeah. It's more sanitary, hopefully. All right. So maggots, maggots, maggots. Um, I, uh-huh. I, almost, I almost wanted to say at the beginning of this episode, like I, I, I warned you that it was going to be a gross one, mm-hmm. um, but it just, yeah, they, they kind of went all out in this, which was, it's very horror show like, which I do kind of like. Um, so I went off on like this whole thing where I just went down. So maggots. All right. So according to the, uh, uh, official companion season three of supernatural uh the maggots were real and so uh mm. according to uh toby lindala the head of special effects makeup we had her arm layered up in prosthetics but then covered in maggots a maggot wrangler would count them every day and make sure that no maggots were harmed they could even have um they even had their own little trailer we use rice for some of uh, the running through the field stuff, though she was not dropping the actual maggots. Questions? Maggot Wrangler. Yes. Okay. So, which I went down like a rabbit hole trying one IMTB does not have the person who was the animal wrangler listed for this mm-hmm. on the on the site. So I was like, damn it, I could not find out who the actual maggot wrangler was for this but Hmm. so there are a number of animal agencies like so where you go and get your cute dogs and your cats and your lynxes and bears and wolves again i had a fun damn time just looking at all their pictures like that's why you were looking at animals well, I mean, I'm always looking at animals. Well, I mean, that's yeah, why I was looking at, for at, at actor animal, actor animals, you know, the, the extra good boys. Um, and so there oh. is a, 
So according to uh, the Humane Society, you know how you see like at the end of like movies and stuff, it says no animals were harmed. So that is actually from the American Humane Association. Mm -hmm. And they have like a list of all the things in there. And there are guides, like a whole insect and arachnid guidelines that tell you like all these things that you have to do when you you have insects. Like, so if like insects are brought on set for filming, filters, nets, or screens, we place over the lighting to prevent the insects from flying into the lights um bees and others you can't just let them be stupid and do that shit no because maggots she was so maggots are not disposable is what i've learned no she had to count all the maggots that's why she was a regular regular um bees and other spirit species of insects and arachnids shall not be used in filming when the air temperature is below 55 degrees fahrenheit um so they're like bees and other specific species and cold weather is self-limiting because they won't fly or move because oh, yeah. they're not made to be in the cold. Yeah. Um, insects and arachnids that are by law deemed invasive species <laughs> shall not be released. Um, certain species of insects and arachnids that are beneficial to the environment. Um, others such as locusts, moths, and species of beetles shall not be released. Uh, non-indigenous species <laughs> shall not be released. And then they have whole guidelines about like if you're releasing insects and arachnids, you're supposed to contact the American Humane Association first. Uh, consideration must be given to the delicate respiratory systems of insects and arachnids. Insects and arachnids must not work in poor quality or air quality conditions based on their species, such as in the presence of any type of aerosol, smoke, and or chemicals, including insect repellent. People working in close proximity to insects and arachnids shall not smoke as nicotine is insecticide and is harmful to insects and arachnids. I can't. I can't. I can't. Okay. Noted. All right. So yeah. yeah so, also, there's, like, so there's maggots. The maggot thing. Like I That's could gross. that this fucking actress. How I mean, I know it's on prosthetics, but like also hello or nightmare being strapped down and having something crawling on you. That's pretty nice. And uh Dean makes reference to antiques roadshow surgery at this point, by the way. Talking about the silk and the maggots uh but this reminds them about dad telling them about doc benton who was obsessed with um living forever and when parts wear out he would just replace them Ew. Oh, so but he likes to find lore. a huh do I? another lord let me do yeah. this so he yeah. likes to he's going to want to reside in a place that has dense forest with access to a river or stream so that he can dump bile intestines and fecal matter i have a lot of questions on that like so i mean you're not dumping the whole body in there right because he was leaving the body else and just I don't know. Uh, I just think I really just think that Sam was trying to make Dean yak or not be able to finish his burger. That's really all he was really trying for, I think. Yeah. All right. So lore again. More lore. Lore. More lore. Mini lore. Mini lore too. All right. So Doc Benton. 
So uh, they're right. He's from New Hampshire and he is an urban legend. Uh, the most well-known version of this is that Thomas Hart Bitten was born sometimes between the 18th and 19th century, and he went to Germany to go learn medicine. While he was there, he got interested in alchemy and the pursuit of eternal life. He came back to New Hampshire and became the town doctor with the practice of a cabin in the woods. Something tragic happens and he locks himself in the cabin. Usually it's like his wife died. Yeah, usually um, that's about right. Then all the animals start dying and all the animals have a weird wound behind their left ear. Um, so then they find a corpse stolen and it was found next to another body and both had the mark behind the ear. The town folks went to the cabin. The doc was missing and never seen again, except that people would see him in the woods, always in a black cape, always with long white hair. And he always moved really fast. Uh, so it is a tradition for the uh, the people at Dartmouth Lodge in New Hampshire to tell uh, soon to be college freshmen that Doc Benton is coming after them. And that is the mini lore on Doc Benton. Woohoo! Woohoo! All right. So we see um, we cut to a. Uh, did, did you say that John killed him? Talk about that. About what? That John, they thought John killed the original Doc Benton. Oh no, I missed that. There we go. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty big, big thing. Um, so um the reason that they know so much about Doc is that it's in John's journal right. because they think that John killed him in the 80s. Mm. So okay. that is why they're like, what? Like so. Okay, so we get we cut to a guy jogging through a park and onto a pier, and it's dark, and then he gets chloroformed. And his heart rate monitor is very annoying during this whole scene. And then we see him in uh, on a gurney with, and there's a jar of maggots. So we get to get close about that and the creepy doctor. And that's covered in stitches. We finally get a good look at him at this point. And he's and fucking he cut, terrifying. He's pretty gross. And then he cuts open the jogger's chest uh, and cuts his ribs and removes his heart. Yep. So chloroform. Chloroform. We got Liz, a Liz lesson. <laughs> In chloroform. Uh, yeah, I know. About this heard. time is when I started texting Liz, like, what do you know about chloroform? And then I was like, Do I need to introduce you to the encrypted text apps that I use? I mean, um, it's from it's from the show, Liz. It's not it for, is like, from the show. Crimes. But I'm gonna tell you that I when I went to research this, I did it over a VPN, I did it through a Tor browser. Like I I know I could I know I can still be tracked, but I'm on a lot of lists, man. Like, I'm just going to try and make the list like a little harder to come by. So, yeah. um, so somebody in Germany was uh, researching chloroform for me. How nice of them. Oh. Um, okay. So um, the, I guess the first question Diana had was, how do you get chloroform? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, like, you, well, is it like a pharmaceutical? I mean, like some of the stuff is like a pharmaceutical that's used in other purposes. It's not illegal. Um, it's illegal chloroform. to use it on somebody. So chloroform to purchase and to own is not illegal. It is illegal to use it to harm another person. Yes, but there's a yes, but um, so it is labeled in the carcinogen class of drugs Ooh. and is classified. It's extremely hazardous, hazardous substance in the U S um, okay. so that makes it strict, strict to uh, subject to strict reporting requirements by facilities that produce store or use it in quantities. But I mean, I found like the first website I went to, I could buy it for $44. Um, so it, I guess it's used for things form. other than, I guess that's used for things other than it's, like, abduction and <laughs> it, it it has been used for other things it's okay. used in um, like cleaning and a lot of there are a lot of industrial uses for it um 
And so um, you can also get it on eBay. Uh, you can. Uh, I also saw some on Amazon. Um, so it's noted. Noted. You can just go buy it, right? Um, and also, if you want, uh, you can just make your own. And is, there that, are, is that is that a craft or a science experiment? It's distilling. Okay. Because a lot of people who buy chloroform are, are wineries because it's oh. part of the distilling. It can Ooh. be part of the distilling process. Because yeah. I know when I was like attempting to buy it, I, I don't know if I did or did not. Um, but um, <laughs> they asked like what industry you're in and winery was, was one of the industries and then dropped down. Um, mm. So yeah, but there are many instructions on the internet, how to make your own. Uh, there's also YouTube videos on it. Uh, it is highly dangerous to make this again. Uh, <laughs> don't do anything we talk about. This is yeah. bad. Um, this is not, we're, not, we're not advising you to do it. We are just sharing yeah, information. This is like, I mean, it's pretty easy to make. And I'm not going to give you the recipe. You can look it up your damn self if you want to learn to make chloroform. It's simple uh, yet dangerous. Yeah, it it, like. it's basically like making meth. Like, you know, you can do it. You but can you find recipes up. for it. You may blow something up if you're a fucking moron. And if you're making your own chloroform, you're probably a fucking moron. So, um, the Noted. other, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the other last thing real quick on, on, on the other question, I think is, you know, how does this affect you? Like, yeah. or, you know, how do you, so like they use course, it on TV all the time and you see people pass the fuck out, like, Oh, yeah. cloth face. Oh, unconscious. Yeah. That's what you yeah. say. So according to slow-mo Davidson on Cora, um, he seemed to have legit backgrounds and then people have ticked it. Um, so I also disliked his, his turn of phrase. So according to slow and also the fact that his name is slow-mo, even though it's, yeah. I'm sure it's fake, but slow-mo says that, it takes about five minutes to induce anesthesia with chloroform and that is under conditions with a willing patient or a patient in restraints. So even with a fully soaked rag, you're going to have to hold your victim still implying higher physical strength, which begs the question, why not just choke the victim unconscious, which takes 15 seconds maximum. And then you can just inject them with 150 plus milligrams of ketamine, which would cause unconsciousness in one or two minutes. (laughs) <laughs> You're awesome. I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. And then he also yeah, said five that minutes is a long That is a time. long time to be sitting there with like a rag over somebody's head. And there have been, you know, murderers who have murderers who have used this mm-hmm. as their like MO to like do it has happened. Yeah. But that sounds that like a big pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, also, so in the how long that you're knocked out, um, it knocks you out for as long as it is applied. This could be for 20 minutes to two hours with a 20 to 30 minute recovery time, during which there will be intense shivering, severe nausea, and more than likely vomiting, then a severe headache lasting hours. So oh, that sounds awful. It's COVID. So basically, <laughs> you get uh, if you get condensed, chloroform, a condensed, you get a condensed, condensed version of COVID. So if you want to know what COVID feels like, go make yourself some chloroform and like put it over your face, and then you can you can figure out what. Yeah, that sounds unpleasant. Yep. So that's not how they make it look on TV, Liz. Well, sometimes the TV isn't isn't true. I'm sure <gasps> we can find another knockout thing that would be faster. Um, oh, right. And, you know, I mean, people like what was there's a couple of things like pop culture things that I was trying to find. One was like after like Dawn gets chloroformed, like she has a quote to Xander, which is really funny. Like, I'm sorry. Like he asked her something. She's like, I'm sorry. I couldn't remember you because of the, I was chloroformed. Um, but there was like, wasn't there an, a character in a movie or a TV show that was always like sniffing it? Yes. What was that? It wasn't Rocky Horror. 
it no, was i don't know i have to find that but you're picturing it too right this yeah. guy who was just like and like breathing it himself i can't i can't remember but anyways yeah chloroform buy it on ebay hmm. don't tell them i sent you Mm-mm. Ooh. also i just opened another beer um Oh. And it's fucking delicious. It, I, I was I was concerned that it would not be. Um, this is cookie dough stout. Oh, I just want cookie dough. And but. it's brewed um, by the Martin House Brewing Company from Fort Worth. And oh yeah, I like them. We've been there. I think um, it's delicious. It it tastes like it it tastes like my favorite ice cream, which is cookies and cream. So nice. I probably shouldn't have tasted how good this was. All right. So we get who we cut oh, to oh, the runner. Ahead. Yeah. So the runner had that really annoying heart monitor. on. Oh, my God. And then like I did love the it was moved out of his resting heart rate. And for <laughs> any of you who have joined Orange Theory, I was like, he's going to get into the splat zone. So if you ever go to Orange Theory, you know what that is. If not. OK, move on. No. Um. So Doc Benton's fucking terrifying and he's wearing a mask. Way to forecast supernatural. Oh, are you going to do uh, who he is? Uh, not yet. OK, go on not yet because we didn't get a good look at him yet we'll get there so um we cut to uh the outside of the eerie which is apparently where the um brothers are staying but it looks like an old theater but apparently it's uh like apartments it really did look like a movie theater like it was was like oh it's a badass old theater i like old theaters you run them. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so um, and the brothers are there and Bobby calls Dean. And he's like, look, I've got a lead on Bella with this dude, Rufus Turner, who I know. And I think uh, he's in Can- Canaan. How do I say Canaan? Canaan, Vermont. Why can't I say that? That's so stupid. Mm, anyway, just a stupid name. So Dean's ready to go. He's like, fuck this. Let's go. Let's drop the case. Who cares? Let's go check down Bella. Sam's like, no, we got to stay and finish this job, though. Uh, He's like, look, we're, you know, he's like, this job is solving your case. What good is the gun going to do? You know, Bella doesn't have it anymore. Let's go. Let's, you know, chase immortality so we can prevent you from dying in three weeks. And Dean's like pissed. He's like, no, because that risks your life. And this is bullshit. Makes a Sid and Nancy reference. But Sid, you are the sex pistols. Um, he also calls Doc Bitten Slicey McCappy, which I enjoyed. Yeah. So they're mad. So Sam le- Sam stays and Dean leaves. Yep. Um, but they also do some very serious eye acting with each other as they say goodbye. You'd be no, they're very sad about it. But oh, so- because they're both doing some pretty dangerous shit, right? Yeah. Like neither of these things seem like good ideas to be doing on your own. Like, yeah. I mean, I know you don't have a lot of friends, but like phone a friend, dude. Yeah. So Rufus goes, or sorry, Rufus. So Dean goes to Vermont to meet Rufus. He finds this weird old house that it's like a really old house, but it's got like super high-tech like cameras on it. And well, for that time, yeah. Um, and um, he convinces Rufus to let him in because he brought the bottle of Johnny Walker Blue Label that um, that Bobby had suggested. He also waited a long time, and we do get this fun like introduction to Rufus, right? Because we get to start hearing his character. He's like, so, like you know, like you know, Bobby sent me so. So, yeah. so, and um, he also has a fun sign on his door that says no solicitors. That means you no asking for donations, no selling anything. So we already know that he is going to be like quite a character. Crotchety. He's a crotchety character. I love him. So Rufus is played by Stephen Williams, who's been in a ton of shit. Um, he was Lionel Hoffman on a TV show called Stumptown, which only survived one season, but I really liked. He was, he's um, Joe Ridgway on Lock and Key. 
Uh, he plays Captain Erickson in Birds of Prey. He was in the new It. Um, he's been in episodes of Bones and High Zombie. Uh, he was an ongoing character called Mr. X in X-Files. He was um, a character in... Can't read that one. Doctor, he was in Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, which is really funny now, <laughs> by the way. Uh, yeah. And um, uh, he was in Karina Karina. He was in 21 Jump Street. He was in Hill Street Blues. He was in MacGyver, the A-Team. Like, even if it was just single episodes, he was in all of these, like, classic, classic shows, including Dallas. And he was in the Blues Brothers. Yes, he was. Yeah. No, so. he, he's, he's a fucking rock star. Yeah. Pretty awesome. But so but he's kind of a dick to Dean overall, which is kind of funny. Um, and then he, um, like, he just doesn't want really to bother, man. Well, he wants no. to hang out at his house and like drink his whiskey and fuck off, man. Like, I get it, Rufus. Yeah. I feel you. So he's he said, yeah, that Bella was there to buy something from him. And he's like, why are you wasting time hunting her when you've only got three weeks left? Um, and Dean's like, I want to know what you know. And he's like, the cult's not going to save you. And um, that for folks like them, there is no happy ending. And so Dean well, says, I mean, so, ain't, ain't you a basket of sunshine or a bucket of sunshine? Yeah. I mean, but also like, so even Rufus knows about this shit. Like, yes, so everybody like everybody, knows. like, this is not a secret. Like, this is just like, how the fuck did Rufus know about this? Right. Like, so. Yep. So. And then we cut and Sam's alone in the woods in a Jeep that he oh, rented, obviously. Also, uh, I also want to stop before you go that. And then we cut uh, back to Rufus. Yeah, Rufus is really, really dark, 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 dark quote of uh, he says, even if you basically his house, like even if you can get out of this, you're still going to die because that's the job, kid. Even if you manage to scrape out of this one, there's just going to be something else down the road. Folks like us, there ain't no happy ending. We all got it coming. Like, and that's insanely dark. Yeah, all right. It is. And so, then Sam locks his car too when he goes into the woods. Yeah, it's really weird. So Rufus says that, look, Bella's at this hotel, Canaan, and the room number is 39, but there's things that you don't know about her. And it's like, yeah, she doesn't have, she has her finger, her fingerprints have been burned off years ago. And I, my question of the day also was like, does that really work? I don't think it, it kind of grew back. Or you can burn off your fingerprints. Okay. You probably wouldn't burn them off acids a better way, but. And then um, he asks, Rufus asks Dean, do you eat, do her ear? Yeah, I, I did have first. I had a think heckity I'm pretty moment here because I was like, how do you get an ear print? And I was like, what are they like? How are you like? I like it was just like picturing like someone like shoving something up against somebody's ear. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> he means a picture. And I was like, yeah. all right, let's let's see where this goes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a thing. In 2008, in a 2018 article for Wired, Dave Mosher quoted a study presented at the International Conference of Biometrics, which said, I was talking about a new shape finding algorithm called Image Ray Transform, which boosts a 99% accuracy of identifying mm. people. And it could be the most, quote unquote, accurate and least intrusive ways to identify people. So unless you're Van Gogh. Unless you're Van Gogh. And so uh, computer scientist Kevin Boyer of Notre Dame, who's pursuing his own ear recognition technology and is not involved with the previous one, um, said there's real power in using the appearance of an ear for computer recognition compared to facial recognition. It's roughly equivalent, it's if not better. So instead of like showing your iPhone to your face, you could be showing your iPhone to your ear. But also I'm like, damn, like thinking about facial recognition as you're going through things. I'm 
I'm like, nope, always wear a hoodie, always wear a turban, wear headphones, wear earmuffs. Like you're not going to see my ears like out anywhere. No, no, no. I'm glad I thought about cutting my hair off and now I don't want to, uh, you know, there was a study that juggalo makeup can beat facial recognition. I, I do know that. It's true because it changes like it's looking for the plate, like the facial recognition software is looking for the planes of your face and like basically like clown makeup fucks that shit up, which juggalo makeup is basically black and white clown makeup. So there you go. That's your hot tip to not take as legal advice I, for the day. I wonder if extreme contouring would do that too. Like would a drag queen And some of the, some of the contouring just like, some fancy girls do now. I say fancy girls, meaning like girls that are better at makeup than me. It was like ladies <laughs> of the night. No, yeah, but no, like, like, but yeah, I'd be no, like but, bitches that have time and energy to do way fancier makeup than I do. Or you have a YouTube, whatever. Like, but also like the girls are t- like the super contour, like that super. It changes like face. the shape of their face. Like it makes your face yeah. shape look different. Well, well, that could that help you pass facial recognition? I but also know. like a drag queen, like you know, blocking out your eyebrows, raising them up. Like, I bet it would. Does your phone open? <laughs> well, my phone, I don't know about your, but my phone will open when I'm wearing a mask. I might not wear a mask now. Not in a mask one. No. So yeah. All right. Well, okay. Back to it. Sorry, guys. Uh yeah. So her I ear. Apologize for your shit. Okay, I'm, not, I'm not sorry. We were talking about important shit, guys. Right. All right. So Rufus has a massive file on Bella, though. And we cut back to Sam, who's now creeping around a creepy house by himself alone in the woods. And it's dark out now. And he finds a creepy book and finds a cellar to go down the stairs to. And of course, in the cellar, what does he find? A body on a gurney. And it's yeah, a creepy so, makeshift hospital. Yeah. So, Sam, you're by yourself. Um, so you're just going to wander through an organ thieves cabin by yourself. Smart. No weapons drawn. Yeah. And then even like a better idea is like, you know what? I'm going to go to mass murderers fucking basement. Yeah. That seems great. Like this. What the fuck is wrong with you? Who does this? He, he Nobody should do this. No. no. So he finds what the guy, the, the man's body on the gurney is dead. But then there is a female on the other one and she is unconscious, but alive and has maggots all over her arm and she wakes up. So he's trying to help her, but as he's trying to help her, guess who comes home? Dr. Benton. But we cut and we see Dr. Benton searching for them in the house and the windows open and they're gone. Sam and the girl are gone. Yeah. So I think doc, Dr. Gross, and now are we going to talk about who he is? I can't. Wait, are we waiting still? I'm just like, I just want to talk about him. Um, Do you want to talk about I, him? We can. Um, I just think I just wanted like I think he's less terrifying when he doesn't have the mask on, which it makes me think I've developed just like a mask phobia, like because of like ah oh my god you're in a mask and clean like and so I don't know if I'm just tired of seeing masks or what, but like when he was in the mask I'm like ah and then without it I'm like okay yeah nah. it adds an air of mis- an, a, a level of mystique I think to somebody to have part of their face covered and it's like a weird. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not a fan. That's what I'll say. Also, I mean, but also like, if you're immoral, do you need to wear a surgical mask when you're cutting somebody open? A very good question. Maybe you just don't want to get juices squirting in your mouth because it's gross. Fair, fair. Because that mask didn't look like it was doing much. Yeah, we're all well versed in what masks do now, and we're like, no, like, no, that mask does not have enough layers. And that's Clearly. not even the layers. It would just looked like it had been like not cleaned ever. He was that's the one mask. There was a PPP shortage and he could only get the one mask. And so he's been wearing it for six for, weeks. 
<laughs> oh, so good old Doc Benton, I will go now, is played by Billy Drago. Um, he has been in a lot of things as well, including The Hills Have Eyes, the 2006 uh, movie. He was in Charmed. He was in X-Files. He was in Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. He was in The Untouchables as one of his bigger film roles. Uh, he was on Hill Street Blues. He also did a bunch of movies with Chuck Norris, in, uh, including but not limited to Invasion USA, Hero and the Terror, and Delta Force 2. Yeah, not Delta Force One, Delta Force Two. Two. Um, he also is a father to another actor named uh, Darren Burrow, who played Milton in Crybaby. Yes, and also was in Northern Exposure and was just a delightful actor when he was younger. Not that he is not a delightful actor now, but I've, I really loved him when he was young. Also, sadly, uh, Drago has passed away, I believe. So, okay. um, uh, you know, rest right. in peace. Uh, I, I, I honestly know him most as Barnabas from Charmed, like because he was a recurring character on that, and yeah. he was uh, that was the uh, the monster who fed on fear, which hmm. I think is kind of an appropriate thing for for this one, right? Is you know, feeding on yeah. fear a little bit. All right, yeah. so Sam has escaped, and you know he, he has to unlock the rental car because he locked it. He has. <sighs> And like, why did you lock this car? You're in the woods. Like this, no one's going to steal your fucking rental car that you, pro- where did you get a rental car, Sam? Did you steal it? Cause you probably did. And so like, why, why are you protecting your insurance? All of it makes no sense. I'm, I'm an asshole and thought this chick was being a fucking pussy. What her, the, her way she was in the car. Oh, uh, I'm like, I'm sure your arm fucking hurts, but aren't you trying to not die, bitch? Like, what the fuck? Like, suck it him up for so a much. Like, Man, my arm. sit the fuck up and fucking buck up. Use that adrenaline and live like survive. Don't be a also, fucking bitch ass. It's your fucking arm. Like, it's not is, like it's not like he ripped your liver your, out. It's not Come your on kidney. That's, like that guy, at least like, OK, you were bitter. But your kidney was gone. Yeah, bitch. You had some skin cut off your arm. Your which forearm. Sure your forearm. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. I'm not saying that you didn't maybe lo- might not lose your arm. I'm not saying any of that shit. And I'm sure it hurts real bad. But you can move and you ain't dead. Go. Yeah. It's nowhere but here. Here. Oh, I was so mad. I was like, this yeah. chick's fucking annoying. Giving women a bad name. Toughen up, bitch. Tough anyway, enough. You suck those maggots up. I mean, granted, I would be fucking freaked out about the maggots, gross, but, but I mean, although gross. knowing me, I'd probably befriend them and be like, oh, they all have, would have names. And that you would say you'd be grossed out and you'd be like, oh, but they're cute. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, all things, eventually, leave, I can make all things cute. So as they're trying to leave, he, the doctor shows up, smashes Sam's window, and bashes his face into the steering wheel. I'm like, oh, old ass Doc Benton got moves. Um, and so Sam runs him over. And drives away. And Sam looks very delighted when he's like, he's like very kind of angry, but also delighted as he's running him over. Yeah. And the and, doctor, and doctor has to like put his neck back in place. When he he just pops up. that fucker right in. Like he goes to the broken neck. It doesn't really like, match with the like the legacy of him. Oh, he's immortal because he keeps replacing pieces. That doesn't mean you can just put a broken neck back together. Yeah. I, I, I have a lot of questions about this because, well, I mean, it's science that he's saying, I don't know. I don't, I don't get that. Also that they had, I tried to get a screenshot of it, but then TV was kept like flashing the Netflix on it, but they do this really weird, like zoom in on his, like on his cataract Um, eye. His, I said his milky eye and there's blood dripping. (laughs) Um, 
Which, no offense if you have a milky eye, but it's, you also don't have whatever. No offense if you have. You don't awesome. have a stitched up face and blood dripping down it in a creepy ass scene. And, and if you do, you be you. You're beautiful. Um, but um, but just that that neck popping, like it's gross, but also at least like it's fa- it was fast, right? I was like, okay, just because the first I was like, Ugh, and then I was like, eh, well, okay. Not the ooze, uh, not the oozy eye. Now, for some fucking reasons, now we're gonna shift to the second. This is why I. Okay, I really don't like the scene that's coming up. Um, and yeah, um, I don't know where we're at this point. But so okay, I'll give you the trigger warning for that in a minute. Um mm. but um yeah, no, no, I'll give the trigger warning now because it's gonna be inter- during this whole scene. Um, there's gonna be some stuff about some childhood trauma that's coming up and it's fucking awful and it's very upsetting and it triggered me. So uh, things that that fuck with me who ha- I have no heart and no soul. So if I am fucked with by this, then it's pretty bad. Um, from a episode part, I think this story is they're stupid to have both of them in here. And I feel like it was forced. Like, I really do. I feel like these two storylines don't really mesh well. Okay. All right. So, but I, yeah, I agree. So we're flipping to Bella. I feel, like and the, I feel like the Bella story needs a little bit more attention. I feel like it's put in here like an afterthought around the doctor. And I don't think that it makes a lot of sense, but that's neither here nor there. They had to, um, well, no, that was, it was a show saying they had to get rid of Bella because uh, they just didn't think that she fit in with the mythology of the show. And just for other reasons, like they just had to, they were getting rid of the character. Um, and this was how they choose. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I love Bella. So, okay, yeah. go on. So, Dean ambushes her at the her hotel room. She tells him like that the cult's fucking gone, and um, basically like, wh- why are you still you know? You can go get it if you can speak Farsi and get across the globe. Basically, is what she says. And he's like, no, I'm gonna search your room anyways. He shoots the ground and he shoots or sorry, he shoots uh, shoots in the general direction of her head, like he is ready to fucking kill her. So he says. And she's like, no, you're not that cold-blooded. And he's like, wait, did I read that you killed your parents when you were 14 in a shady car accident? And he figured out that her real name is Abby and that after her parents' death that she had inherited millions. Okay, so this is why I'm upset. And I guess maybe you were distracted. (laughs) But okay, so uh, Dean is basically taunting her about her parents being dead and her murdering them. One, this is just shitty. She was 14. Use your goddamn brain, Dean. Who the fuck kills their parents at 14 years old? And it also points out this very huge flaw in Dean because well, he, he thinks could, that she but he thinks that she's completely cold-blooded. And so why wouldn't he well, think that she no, could do he, that? He's like, he couldn't imagine why somebody would want killing their parents because he loved his so much. And he just hasn't had exposure to different family families, which I can get because he was always moving around and he had very little opportunity to go to a friend's house for dinner and see how other people live not everybody had great fucking parents dean like why the fuck are you judging this girl like you have no idea what's going on and we're gonna flash you a scene of a younger bella crying and someone is clearly coming into her room to fucking molest her and it's fucking heartbreaking and so it's just it's fucking tragic and dean like is just being a dick and that's my number one rule don't be a dick use your fucking head somebody's parents died when they were 14 what the fuck are you thinking, Dean? Like, what the fuck? Well, I, I got the impression that he read that in the file that they believed that she had killed her parents. He wasn't just making it up. But no, he be- even if the file said, I believe I- she killed her parents, think about why would a 14-year-old girl kill her parents? 
Well, I guess if he's, I'm just defending a little bit because I think that his impression of her is that she is so heartless and so backstabbing and so greedy and that that's just everything about her. And that's what she could get rich by killing her parents. Fuck it. She would because she's already so heartless. I think that's the perspective he was coming from on that. And I don't defend Dean's outbursts a lot. So that's. I know. I think if he just took a step back and was just like, why would Dean? He never takes a step back. Oh, and he, but he should have. It's a dick move. Like, even though, like, even if you did not know the second half of that story, if somebody, if I look at any murder trial of somebody, this is reason why we have things where you should not be tried as an adult if you're 14 years old, Mm -hmm. because a 14 year old who murders somebody probably had a reason for doing it. Right. Or they were or, stupid. Or, or they weren't happened. developmentally there to so understand there what is, they were doing. Yeah. There is so, like if she if her brain was so fucked up that she was that greedy at 14, that still points out that she had issues. Right. Like this is not just, I don't know. I think he's being really dick. And and I think if he just knows Bella, because he does, because she's lying to him. And she's like, I don't give a damn. I don't care what happens to you. Well, she says they were lovely people. I killed them. I got rich. I can't give a damn. And then like, like, I don't care what happens to you. And that's what she says straight up. So, um, but and he as, pushes her. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So he sees while they're having this like exchange, he notices the he's kind of like, you know, walk her back a little bit. But um she, he sees that she's got these kind of like this bundle of sticks above her door. And um, yeah, so anyway, so Dean's seeing those and he looks. Um, I lost my spot. I'm so sorry. So it's okay. Dean sees her. Dean sees her. Dean sees those and is looking at them and has and it changes. Something changes in his, her perspective at that point in time. And so um he leaves. He he gets. He decides like fuck it. I'm out because she's no. Not he leaves he and he pushes her up against the wall and says, "You make me sick." And so the reason why like this is so traumatizing as somebody who is you know who has gone through something like this, mm-hmm. the fact that and from, and it was a writing thing or what from a character perspective, there is a character who was sexually abused. And then basically, at this point, we don't know how she got out of it, but she got out of it somehow and she's dealing with this trauma. And then somebody tells her, you make me sick. And it's fucking heartbreaking. It's just, it destroyed me. Um, Yeah, it was very, very upsetting. And it's obviously still very upsetting to me. So. Oh, I I get that. And that's a weird writing choice, definitely to to put that in there or, or in, you know. I I I mean, especially for something that's not fleshed out. Yeah. Right. To have yeah. this in the, this is a vague thing. I didn't that that bothered me too. I'm like, if they're gonna do this, if you're gonna make this fucking storyline, make it an arc, do it, but don't fucking tiptoe around it and like fucking like you know, poke it with your foot and then fucking walk away. That's what they did. Yeah. I, I, and maybe I think that's another reason why it's just like it's I don't think it doesn't give Bella justice, it doesn't give the story well, justice. You can't you can't you can't tiptoe around something that's serious and in depth of a concept and not flesh it out it's just not right to do that to the viewer they could have made it super fucking simple and like not i don't know there's a lot of ways they could have made it a lot cleaner than that if they did a whole episode just like i think if they had devoted a whole episode to bella and dean instead of having this split up right like and maybe one episode with sam and this guy and one episode was bella and dean yeah you probably could have developed some things but it really makes me just 
it's forced. Know. It's this is the, the whole Bella thing seems very forced in this. Like, and you said it was. So she looks and she's got Dean's hotel receipt in her pocket that she had stolen. And so um, she pulls her phone out and says, it worked. He found me. I'm like, what the fuck? So we cut to Sam and his phone rings. Dean couldn't bring himself to kill Bella. He's upset because now he feels like he's really screwed. Sam's like, uh, no, I, but I figured it out. I've got the lab formula from Doc Benton. It's not black magic. It's just weird science. Weird science. Yeah. And then Sam gets chloroformed. Yep. Um, and Dean also says he doesn't have to drink blood out of a baby's skull. I mean, unless you want to, right? I mean, sometimes you just want <laughs> to drink optional. blood out of a baby's skull. Um, so. But yeah, so Sam gets chloroformed really quickly. So we know that's wrong. Yeah. And, then his, and he wakes up and his eyes are taped open. And I'm like, oh, clockwork orange. Uh, yeah, it's a very clockwork orange reference and just uncomfortable. And so Doc is like, Doc knows who he is and he's going to cut his eyeballs out. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Doc, man, it looks like you've got glaucoma. Like you can just like go like get a surgery for that yeah. or cataract. I forget which one gives you the milky eye. But... Milky eye is cataract. Glaucoma is pressure and it changes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you have cataract. Glaucoma weed helps with. Cool. I have glaucoma. Um, so I mean, both my parents have had glaucoma surgery, right? It was in and out. It but, just releases um, the pressure, but yeah. But I know there's cataract surgery, like, or get yeah, laser. You know, like, replace your lens. this seems very extreme. It does. Cutting somebody's eyeballs out because you have a cataract is extreme. Yes. Yeah. So, and that cataract is like long bad. Like, people get their that fixed way before then. Anyways. So, um, yeah. And uh, he's like, I'm not a monster. You have a high chance of surviving this. Uh, I'm just looking for eternal life. It's very high maintenance. I want your eyes. And basically, it's, it's apparently his John, the dad, had cut, did cut out the doctor's heart. And it was really inconvenient. Yeah. And so he knows that because Sam stole his book and, and now Doc stole John's book from Sam. And he's reading his own entry in there, which I think is hilarious. And then he then, pulls out the melon baller and I almost threw up. Yeah, that is fuck, 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 fuck. That was gross. Um, like scooping yeah. someone's eyeballs out with a melon baller. <laughs> and there was, yeah, what I, I don't I remember never, it was, if it was decent or something. Somebody commented like, "I cannot believe we got that through standards and practices." Like, I thought somebody was going to say no, and I guess because it didn't actually get in there, but it was. Ugh. oh god why is that so bad like it's uh, so bad so gross oh then there's gunshots and uh dean shows up but does the but the bullets don't hurt the doctor for some reason and he attacks dean dean stabs him in the heart and he's like oh, i'll just get a brand new one and there's a lot of chloroform <laughs> he's, like, he's like what part of immortality do you not understand he's yeah. like i'm just gonna keep on trucking you saw me pop my head back in like mm-hmm. i am fine so and the doctor falls and then they've got the doctor on finally, like it kind of goes on. They get the doctor on the gurney and he offers to share his immortality recipe. And Sam's like, yeah, tell me. And Dean's like, no, it's an yeah. invitation uh, to be a monster. Or it's a too inhuman for a monster and becomes a monster that way. Yeah. So while the doc was strapped to the table, Dean says, wakey, wakey, eggs and pinky. And it drove me insane because I was like, where the fuck do I know this from? One, don't Google the origins of wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey because there's some weird fucking shit out there. Um, mm-hmm. And like bizarre, like weird, like things that to, like there was a, it was a song about it and a musical, like all mm-hmm. sorts of shit. And then I finally realized it's what Bud says to Beatrix as he gives her a Texas funeral and kill Bill when she wakes up. And that's why I remembered it. 
Which oh, was sad. yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So Dean says he would rather go to hell. And there's just a lot of chloroforming going on here still. Um, so yeah. then well, he says he wants to go to hell, but he also says it's very black, black and white and human, not human. And like, didn't we just spend like a whole season where you learned that it was gray? There's a gray area. Like, well, didn't, I, I remember like that was a whole thing where you grew and we found, I know you're about to yeah, die, but I kind of like, get this. This is kind of a, well, no, I'm not saying no to this. I just thought it was a weird turn of phrase to have. And like, right. When he's been gone through that, that transformation. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. So then we see the good old doc wake up and he is encased in something. Is it a coffin? Nope. It's a freezer. And the brothers are burying him. Yeah, and they also buried him though with the book on top of him. Which, hello, have you never seen a horror movie? Why would you do that? You were just asking for like some teenage kid being horny and like wanting to impress some chick to like bury up Doc Benton and like just raise an apocalypse. Maybe this is how the COVID apocalypse started. I also like to point out that they spend a lot of time digging up bodies, and this time they were burying one. Fair. They got to get some some different work. All right. So we cut back to Belle at her hotel and or at their hotel, the area hotel, and she's breaking into their room and uh, she sees there's um, like, looks like bo- like people sleeping in the bed. So she shoots up the beds, but it's blow up dolls. I'm like, bitch, she thought she was going to kill the Winchester brothers. I also feel cheated that I do not have the scene of Sam and Dean blowing up the blow up dolls. Oh, yeah, fair. So then the phone rings in the room. And so she answers it. And Dean's like, yeah, I knew you took the motel receipt. Um, and um, I saw what you had above the door. It's um, a Double devil's shoestring. shoestring to keep the hellhounds at bay. <laughs> My handwriting was really iffy at this point. At that Double point, was it just like a straw? And it's just like, is the D and like the L? Like I mean, really? <laughs> it's like it's unintentional cursive. <laughs> just saying so devil's shoestring which keeps hellhounds at bay and so she, he's like look i know you didn't kill your parents i know a demon didn't and now indeed it for you and now it's come due so we cut to kid bella at a park and a demon offering to kill her parents um for her for her soul which you know and also i mean i think this removes bella from the crime even a little bit more if we think about it because like she's not the one who actually killed them and she was in a really shitty situation and then a creepy little british girl came up to her and was like hey i can help you and so we're gonna get a flashback where we see all this happening but 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 we also find out that the deal was changed and now they want her to kill sam yeah and creepy little british lilith has Uh red eyes which you know diana probably like which one in in level of eyes you hate is Black, white, and red. Which one do you hate more? That's a tough one. Well, I think I'd probably say uh, I can go with red number one, then black, then white. It was like fuck Mary Kill with like demon eyes, but yeah, I don't know. I think the white eyes creep me out more than anything yeah, because I don't know. I they're think, up there. I think I'm getting desensitized to the black eyes at this point. And I watched a lot of, and I used to get into Deant Verde and they did that in some videos. <laughs> so, um, some of their music ooh, videos. Ooh. I, I was trying to make it. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> but, um, <gasps> oh, I was just, uh, I literally was just talking about them like an hour ago too, which is even funnier. Um, is so funny. but yeah, 
So I think that'd be my order. Uh, red, red or yellow, like the yellow eyes. They're oh, yellow creepy, eyes. They're yellow eyes. But like, yeah. But like red and yellow, like creepy eyes. Girl, fucking Michael Jackson's thriller video freaked me out when I was a kid. Well, that was creepy. That the was, end, I'm sorry. Very, the, not, the, the whole video is fine. But in the end, he turns and his so, eyes are like, I'm like, oh my God. Like as a child. Yeah, that no, that terrified me as a child. Okay. Maybe it was my instincts being like, stay away from Michael Jackson. <laughs> You're a child. Don't get near him. <gasps> um, Oh. This man is scary. You don't know why. Oh. But I think I don't know. So either way, that that that'd be a tough call. But uh, so Bella's demon is played by uh, Ronan Curtis, who's um, Sylvia in The Magicians, and then uh, young Bella is played by Tira, and I don't cannot say her last name. Scovey, Scovey, Anyways, uh, who plays Polly Cooper on Riverdale? And also Robin and Margot in Once Upon a Time. Uh, Which is crazy to think about how young she was in this. Like, so now, like, because she's, that is, Polly's not a young character in Riverdale. If you don't watch it, she's Mm -mm. not. Um, She's awesome. She's grown. Yeah, she's a grown-ass woman. So, Um, yeah. But yeah, so that was pretty crazy. But yeah, we uh, we got some good other callbacks to shows we like. Yeah. So, um. Bella's crying. So basically now Dean's on the phone with Bella still, and he's like not shocked that his demon, that her demon lied to her. She's fucking crying for help. And she's like, look, the demon that holds my deal is the same one that holds yours. And it is Lilith. And, um, wants Dean to kill, uh, he, and she wants Dean to kill the bitch. And his comment is I'll see you in hell. Yeah. And so Sam's face, like when Dean says Lilith, you see the, Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Come across Sam's face as he's starting to realize the magnitude. I don't oh, know yeah. if Dean realizes the magnitude of Lilith because no, he's kind he of, but I think Sam understands like, fuck the person that I'm ba- going to battle, right? And yeah. I don't even know if he that much is sinking in, right? This is his arch. No. This is fucking Lilith. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, that's instantly, like, yeah, that's insane. Um, and then you hear, you cut to Bella and you see, and she's still in the motel room by herself and you hear the howling of the hellhounds outside. And then there's like, a, like there's a huge, like you hear like howls and then like a growl and then it just cuts to black. So I'm glad we didn't have to see her death. But I also like, I don't get why Dean doesn't help them. Like, like I still don't get it. Like, so did he not go to help her because he had to go get Sam, which I get Sam is your priority, right? That's fine. Well, he's, with, that. he's already with Sam. He's already set the motel room up for their escape. He knew what was going down. I think his attitude was, I'm not going to help you, but I'm not going to hurt you either. I think he went full, like, hands off. Yeah, I mean, he does say he's like, you know, he's like, you know what the bitch of the bunch is? If you would have just come to us sooner and asked for help, we probably would have taken the cult and saved you. And then she said, and I know and saved your and saved yourself. So which is kind of shitty in a way, because it's like, oh, we actually probably could have fixed this if like you guys had just worked together. And she did that, but she wouldn't. She didn't try. Well, because she doesn't trust anybody. She just, you know, she's an independent woman uh, who has had to rely on herself because People fucked her over, literally, from a young age. And uh, then she made a deal with a demon. And then she just did everything to survive. So that also means that But Bella's she didn't 24. do everything to survive. She failed to do everything to survive because she had an option to do a different path to survive this. And she chose not to. Well, do because something. it's also, I think also, if I was like not 
knowing Sam and Dean, like she's got developed a fondness for them. But mm-hmm. if I'm like Sam and Dean Winchester and Lilith, I would probably be like, yeah, probably should lay my odds on Lilith. Right. Uh, because she doesn't mm-hmm. trust anybody. Right. No, I, guess. I don't know. Um, I am sad that Bella is, and, and this is, I don't fucking well, care. This is news to me. I didn't know Bella was never coming back. God. She's never coming back. I'm spoiler. Uh, I'm spoiling this uh, because, you know, when they asked Sarah about it, like, oh, so are uh, Dean and Bella going to meet up in hell? And her response was, hell is a very big place. So, no. Mm. So, the, we are done with Bella at this point, And you're a bad bitch, Bella world treated you wrong you did what you could man and you look damn good doing it so cheers to bella talbot um may you uh hope your hell stay i hope you become queen of hell and and enjoy yourself down there you deserve it Mm -hmm. yeah well that's all i got that's all i got all right so cheers to bella cheers jerk cheers bitch thanks for listening to this week's episode of devil's trap podcast Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us, devilstrap at devilstrappodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, or you can always find us at devilstrappodcast.com. Thanks! Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Be a Dick production. Meow! Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Orozco. Meow.